You're listening to the Flying Goat Farm Podcast with your host, Lisa Check. This podcast is for people who love yarn and fiber and sheep, who love to knit and crochet and maybe even felt. We will be talking about the crossroads between keeping sheep and goats, making yarn, and expressing your colorful self. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me again at the Flying Goat Farm Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to reduce our clothing waste. But first, here's what's happening on the farm. So we're in the middle of July, and it's kind of the doldrums of July. We're waiting for things to ripen, and um, so we don't really, I think we've had one tomato so far. We have harvested blueberries, um, but none of the tree fruit is ready yet. And um, so everything is just kind of growing and taking its own sweet time. All the animals are doing fine. This is the time of year where as long as they have water, um, they don't really need a whole lot of extra because there's lots of beautiful green grass out there to eat. Um, The chickens are getting their grain and um, the goats that are visiting here are eating down the pastures. Um, And so it's really kind of an easy time of year, which is nice. Usually in July and early August is a time when I kind of take off a little bit from the business and really concentrate on my own creativity stuff. And so in that vein, I have been weaving a little bit, which, wow, I haven't woven for myself for a couple of years. So um, it was really, really nice to sit down at the loom. Um, and I finished my fiber shed sweater and um, I'm still working on my blanket and, you know, just working on um, doing some things that are just really for me and not just for the business. So we've been talking about um, slow fashion and why, fa- why it's much better for our economy. It's much better for our, our climate. It's much better for our planet ecologically, um, to concentrate on going towards a slower fashion, to get out of this fast fashion, disposable clothing, textile, trash everywhere kind of mindset that we have. Um, in the last podcast, we talked, I talked about the 16 factors in the integrity index, which, um, Greta, uh, Egan, wrote about in her book, Wear No Evil. And my call to action was to pick four or five of those factors that were really important to you, that were like your value. Um, If you haven't done that yet, go back and listen to the last podcast because I I talk about each and every one of them. So the five that I'm focusing on right now are, and it won't be, I don't know that it will be a surprise. Number one, natural fibers. So anything that I buy from now on is going to be 100% natural fibers, whether that's wool, cotton, linen, or hemp. Um, I'm I'm going to focus on natural dyeing and or low impact dyeing. And what I was speaking about last time is that most um, indie dyers like myself really do focus on low impact dyeing. When I am done with my with my dyeing, all that's going back into into my watershed here, because we're on a septic system, um, is water and some vinegar. 
Um, so it really is, has a low impact on the world. I'm going to focus on reusing and recycling and upcycling more of the things that I'm trying to get rid of. Um, I'm focusing on slow fashion and in um, Egan's way of thinking about it, that was really looking for special items that would be um, made by craftsmen. So especially when I'm thinking about accessories like a belt or purse, um, those kind of, you know, a hat, if I was going to get like a really cool hat or something like that, I would want to have that being made by a craftsman, hopefully somebody that's local to me. And I want to focus on brand transparency, which we talked about two episodes ago. Um, and many brands are, are putting things specifically on their website so that you can make sure that, you know, where are they sourcing their materials? Are they paying people a living wage? Are, um, what are they doing as far as impact on the economy and on the ecology? And so I want to focus on buying from brands that I can see um, what, what their process is. And in that episode two times ago, I, uh, I decided to look at the company called Wool And, and they make um, wool products. It's, it's wool and nylon, so it's not totally 100% natural fibers, um, but they're t total transparent about where their um, products are made, that um, where they are made, those, there's uh, you know, OSHA-like rules that um, protect the worker, that they pay a living wage, all those kind of things. And so I was really impressed by that. And it's a lightweight kind of a knit jersey material that they're making. And it's cool enough to wear in a mid-Atlantic summer. So I, you know, so again, you know, when we're making these choices, it is about, okay, it, it's, it doesn't meet one of my things. It's not 100% natural fiber, but it meets many of the other values that I have. And it's something that I can wear when it's hot outside. So it's all about give and take and just, and again, being more mindful of the choices that you're making. So today I really wanted to talk about um, my third little factor there, which is reuse, recycle, upcycle, and the problem of all of this trash that we're generating. So I think this is a, this is the area where we as a community can make the biggest impact, I think. And that is rethinking our purchasing habits starting right now and really um, focusing on reducing the amount of textile waste that we personally generate. Um, and when I say textile waste, I'm talking about um, trashed clothing or cloth that has already been used. For instance, uh, you know, what you take to donate that gets that is not usable, so they end up trashing it for you. Also talking about trashed, unused clothing um, that would be things that um, are no longer fashionable because, you know, it was made two weeks ago and not last week. Um, that this constant churning of the trends of what it takes to be super fashionable right now leaves a lot of um, clothing uh, just totally unsold and unused in these warehouses and it gets into the landfills again. And the third thing is just unused cloth. And again, this is part of this churning of the trends um, speeding up so much. So unused cloth, they, the manufacturers um, had this cloth made and probably dyed and or printed and or finished with, 
you know, whatever finishing that's on there, it was supposed to be cut into cut and sewn into a piece of clothing somewhere along the line. Now the manufacturer doesn't want it anymore. So now you have cloth that is, um, may not be cut yet, which is probable, but is a little bit usable, but you also have some items that are somewhere in that process of being cut and sewn. Um, so it, you may, um, they may throw out like 30 left, uh, sleeves that haven't been sewn on to anything. So it just becomes, um, a lot of trash. We can also prolong the life of our clothes, and I've talked about this a little bit before. Um, number one is just to reduce the number of times you wash your clothes. Um, I think we in the United States have become a little bit germaphobic, and we wash our clothes way too frequently. Um, we, you, instead of washing them after every wear, you could wash them every two or three wears, and that's going to prolong the life. Um, and Yes, there are certainly times when you need to wash repeatedly if it's exercise clothing, if it's, you know, you know, all those things that, you know, there are some have tos. But if you don't, if you've worn something once and it, it you weren't excessively sweating or something, you know, put it back on the on the hanger, um, let it air out, wear it again next week or in two weeks prolong the life of that because you are not washing it as often. You can also need, you can also change um, how you wash, which is to change your detergent, to use detergent that is without color, fragrance, and other kinds of additives. Um, all those things, again, can cause some problems with your body, so it's better to go for um, detergents that are going to have less of those uh, chemicals in them and change the temperature, you know, wash all your clothes and bed linens and towels and everything in cold water. Um, I've been trying to get Bill to do this, but he insists on whenever he does his laundry that is separate. Um, he always puts it in warm. Um, and I always have to change it back to cold. And, you know, now most, in, most detergents are made to work in cold water. You've seen the commercials, um, so that again, with using that cold water, you're reducing the, the amount of microplastics that are being, um, shed in your washing machine. And so you're prolonging the life and you're reducing the number of microplastics that go into the water and into the ocean. And finally, instead of using dryer sheets, which also have all those chemicals that are fragrance and, um, anti-static and all that thing, all those things, use dryer balls. Um, dryer balls reduce the time uh, in your dryer. They also are do some amount of static control. Um, and if you really want something to smell nice, you could put a couple of drops of essential oil on the dryer ball before you put it in the dryer. I just keep my dryer balls in my dryer all the time. Um, and they have worked for a long time. I've had the same set, I think, for over five years. Um, they're really great to use. If you don't have dryer balls, you can go to our website. We have or, or come over here and pick yourself up a set. All natural. Mine are made out of wool. There's, you know, just solid wool.
So now we get to the recycle, reuse, and reduce. And um, the thing that I found um, alarming that I learned a, a couple of years ago was that when we donate clothing or cloth, you know, we expect somebody else is going to buy it and use it, right? Um, you know, we're thinking, oh, you know, it's still usable. Um, so I'm just going to um, donate it to Goodwill or Salvation Army and someone will want it. Well, only 15% of the used clothing that is donated is ever, is, is ever sold or recycled or reused. So that 85% of what we are um, donating is landing exactly in the landfills, which is what we didn't want. And the value of that 85% of cloth in the landfills is about $460 billion, ladies, billion dollars per year. So much of that 15% of the used clothing is sent overseas. And there's a whole um, economy based around um, this used clothing. So um, entrepreneurs will buy bales of clothing um, and then they go through it and sell what they can to um, to their neighbors and friends and people that live in their town. Well, in recent years, more and more of these bales are being filled with filled up with ripped and stained and unsellable clothing. Some of them are what, what I was just speaking about before, the, the unused cloth, the things that aren't even sewn together. It's you know manufacturing waste. And it's causing a debt cycle among these sellers and keeping them in poverty and setting them back more and more deeply into poverty. Because you know they're paying a certain amount for that bale and they can inspect the outside of the bale and perhaps it even looks like they can see items oh yeah those there's some good items in there they open it up and they find that in the interior of that bale there's all kinds of you know clothing waste clothing trash that they can only sell for rags um or they have to dispose of it themselves but they pay good money for that bale and many of them, then the next time, you know, so what they were able to sell then covered the cost of that bail. So next time they want to go buy a bail, they've got to borrow the money. And this, and if it happens repeatedly, then then these entrepreneurs, they're usually women. Um, much of this is happening in um, all of it in third world countries, much of it in Africa. Um, they go deeper and deeper into debt. What was once a really good way to make money and to um, and to support your family is now uh, becoming something that is um, just putting them in further and further into poverty, and it's not doing anything to for to to fix the the clothing problem because whatever they can't use and what they can't sell is also just going to go into that landfill. So we really need to rethink about what is appropriate to donate. Um, and only so only do, um, donating items that are not stained, only donating items that aren't torn, only do, um, donating items that um, would be used by somebody um, that um, like as is, that it doesn't need to be mended that it doesn't need to be fixed in any way and that it's still um, wearable and in good condition. 
So what about those things that we can't donate? We need to figure out ways to reuse them. Um, so one way, and this is like I just mentioned, all over the world, especially with these entrepreneurs, they can be torn up and used as cleaning rags or as rags um, around your house. Um, things to wash your car, things to uh, dry off your dog, you know, those kind of things. Um, one really creative way is, especially if you have a lot of t-shirts, is that you can cut them apart and sew them together as a quilt. I've seen a lot of these um, that uh, parents make for their kids who are going off to college, and maybe they are like all their sports teams, t-shirts, or all the different schools that they were looking at, t-shirts, or um, maybe uh, your, you know, your favorite band t-shirt or something like that. And um, sewing them together and making them into a quilt. It's a great way to upcycle a lot of t-shirts. And um, another thing that I thought of was, you know, you can cut them up and use them for stuffing pot holders. And you might say, well, pot holders, why would I do that? Um, when I was a kid, um, I was, my mom taught me how to sew. And um, one of the very first things that I made, and I made a ton of them, were pot holders. And I used to stuff them with old towels. I would take towels and cut them into the appropriate size to fit inside the pot holder, um, and then do a little quilting on the outside to hold them together. Um, and they were great presents. Well, you can do that with old towels. Of course, that's what my primary um, material was when I was eight at nine and 10 years old. Um, but you could also use t-shirts. You just have to pile them up a little bit higher. Um, and it, it makes, a, a, you know, a nice product. It makes a nice gift. Um, they can, You can stockpile them for hostess gifts or things like that. Um, but there's, you know, thinking about ways that you can use this material instead of throwing it in the trash. Let's be creative about it. And I'd love to hear if you have any other ideas that I haven't thought of. So mending, if you, if you learn how to mend your clothes, and if you do mend your clothes, again, they will last for a longer period of time. And right now there's just such a, this new movement um, towards making visible mends on your clothing. Um, if you're a certain age, um, we all embroidered our holy jeans in the 70s. You know, in the 70s, you didn't, you, it was um, unseemly to have holy jeans. Now you go out and buy perfectly new jeans that already have the holes in them. Um, but you know, you, it's a place where you can be creative, um, to fix those, those holes and you could prolong the, the use of those clothes and also show just, um, how creative and skillful that you are. Um, and also I would just say, learn how to sew on a button and invest in a sewing kit. I'm sure a lot of people, um, might, uh, donate a shirt that was just all they were missing was some buttons. Um, you know, when you buy a new shirt, especially a man's shirt, it comes with the buttons, you know, put those in, put those somewhere. So you, um, you know, have a little button bowl or a little button jar that you put all those in and so that you can fix those yourself. Now thrifting. Okay. So even though lots of trash clothing is donated, you can find lots of gems some of that is also knowing which thrift stores are the best ones to go to, uh, finding out when they typically get new, um, get new hauls of stuff, new deliveries. And again, 
just going in there looking for for items that are all natural fiber. You can think of for sweaters, for men's suit coats. Sometimes you can even find heirloom textiles um, like damask tablecloths and um, lacy doilies and things like that that you can use in upcycling um, or in other creative endeavors. And then upcycling. Um, so upcycling means that you're not just recycling it. It means that you're going to improve it. You're going to make it something better, something um, more striking, something more creative. And I've also I've already mentioned in memory quilts, but you can also use um, use clothing to make like bags or mittens or hats. I know many of you know what I'm talking about when I say people have gone to get sweaters. They've um, deliberately uh, put them in the washer and dryer to make them shrink and felt, and then made those into um, crossbody bags or um, iPad uh, bags, made mittens or hats out of those, made, um, I've seen them made into vests or skirts or like a duster coat. Um, lots of things you can do with those all natural fibers that will felt in the washing machine. And what about all those old ties? Well, do you remember, again, I'm dating myself, those um, skirts that we made by sewing all those silk ties together. <laughs> um, those were very fashionable at one time. And of course, denim, um, that, you know, you can always make skirts from pants. Um, those are coming back in style and um, you can um, use those a lot. You can, if you don't have your own jeans with which you want to do these, again, you can shop for jeans at the thrift store and use those to make a cute skirt or um, or little jacket or something like that. And how about socks with holes in them? This this tip came from one of my listeners, um, is that you cut the toe off and then you have basically a tube and you can use that to hold your ball of yarn, especially when you are knitting and pulling from the center, um, if you have a center pull ball, and then it holds all the outer piece of the yarn together. Um, I thought that was a really creative um, way to use socks that might have holes in them. So here's your call to action, and, and I'm going to give you a choice this time. And of course, you always have a choice. I'm just suggesting you, that you do thing, these things, and I hope that you do um, take me up on it. Um, but here, because we're talking about reuse, recycle, upcycling, mending, um, so here's my call to action. You can go to a thrift store and see what treasures you can find. Um, or you can mend a garment that you already have. Or like, it doesn't even have to be a garment. I've been working on mending um, a duvet, a, a, a goose down comforter that is, I think I probably had it for 30 years. And um, it's still perfectly good, but it has some holes in it because it's been used for 30 years. So I'm working to mend that, try, trying to look for every little place that those pesky little um, feathers can come out. So that's number two. Or number three, um, you can um, recycle or upcycle something um, in that would uh, have otherwise gone to trash. So think about making that pot holder or think about um, making that t-shirt quilt. 
And please let me know what, what it is that you did. I really firmly believe that by building this community, we can share our, our ideas, we can share our creations, and we can give each other inspiration. And so until next time, as always, you can leave a comment here on the podcast, or you can um, leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And if you like my podcast, please consider leaving a review on all those places. Again, iTunes, Spotify, where um, uh, Amazon podcast. We also, if you would prefer, instead of listening to watch, I post these on Vimeo and YouTube. So you can also leave comments and likes there too. So until next time, happy making. Well, that's this episode of the Flying Goat Farm podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review. Have a question you'd like me to answer? Send an email to goatherd at flyinggoatfarm.com. And to see our farm and yarn and roving, check out our website at flyinggoatfarm.com. Follow me at Flying Goat Farm on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm Goat Herd on Ravelry. Until next time, happy making.